0: Hello and welcome. My name is Dr. Kenitra Bryant and today's Motivational Aim Targets Strategy. Thank you all for listening to the 38-part series entitled, God, Me, and the Dissertation. For those joining me for the first time, feel free to listen to parts 1 through 31, where I provided some tips, encouragement, and personal experiences that I went through as I pursued my goal, which was completing the dissertation. I do want to take this time to shout out my new special guest that you will hear in the background. It's the Cicada. This is their debut feature on the Aim Towards the Target podcast with Dr. Kenitra Bryant. So wherever you are, just give them a hand. All right, I'm going to go ahead and press forward with the motivational aim. Strategy, and strategy is something we all need to implement at one point in time in life so we can get things done. Strategy can be defined as a plan of action designed to achieve a major or overall aim, and I really like that definition. For anybody achieving or working towards any goal, you already know that it requires strategy. You have to have some type of plan when you do just about anything in order to keep up with organization and consistency. Jumping into a goal is one thing, but learning what you need to do and implementing that is a strategy because the target is achieving what you set out to do. If there is no strategy, then someone might be going in circles or doing things that have no purpose. In the situation might control the person instead of the person implementing strategy to control the overall achievement of the goal with God's guidance, of course. I'm gonna go ahead and share a time when I had to implement strategy during the dissertation phase. And this is more of a tip for someone who's working on anything where they have to deal with several people who have their own thoughts and opinions. As you've heard me say countless times before, (laughs) there were five committee members on my dissertation committee in addition to my dissertation chair. So as I was developing the research study, I had to give each person on my committee a copy of what I was working on. Every chapter every idea, every outline that I ever completed, I had to provide a copy to my dissertation chair and each committee member. So if I finished chapter one, before it was time for me to even think about moving on to chapter two, I would send an email to each committee member, letting them know that I finished chapter one, when is a good time to drop it off they would respond back to me give me the time frame and then i would drop off whatever copy that i was working on and then i'd respond back to them in email let them know when is a good date to go over that chapter they would respond i'd meet with them get their feedback if there were any corrections that i had to make i'd go back and correct them And then I'd ask them again by email. I made those corrections. When's a good time to follow up with you? I would like to drop it off before our next meeting. They'd respond. And it was just a continuous flow of meetings and correspondence. So don't forget, I had to do this with every committee member. The only person who I did not have to drop off a physical paper based copy of my dissertation chapters two was my dissertation chair. He wanted everything via email. So I sent it to him email. So I didn't put things on that blackboard learning management system because of what happened with dissertation desperado. I would send my attachments of my dissertation chapters directly to the chair. He would print it out, make the corrections, or even if he didn't print it out, he'd make the corrections and send it back to me. Now, for the committee members who were not in my department, I would walk to various areas on campus where they were and do what I explained. Drop the dissertation off or the chapters off, go meet them, and that was just my routine until I graduated. But this is what I did. In addition to dropping off my chapters... In receiving this feedback from every committee member, I drop off the dissertation, but I created a series of questions that I put on top of the dissertation chapter. And I wanted the dissertation committee member to answer those questions, and it was a way for them to provide me with specific feedback after they reviewed the chapter. So I created this chart-like document for them to fill in and let me know what sentences they wanted me to take out, what they wanted me to expound on, were there any detailed edits that they wanted me to include in my document. I was doing this so it could be organized but I had a strategy behind it because for anybody who's worked with a group of people, and you had to get everybody's input, and everybody's input is important, you can get caught in a maze, so to speak, not keeping track of what people are saying. And if you don't keep track of what people are saying, when you have to go back and review that document with them, they could be finding more things for you to complete. And if they don't remember, and if you don't remember, it's like you're just going around and around, not getting any results and not reaching a desired end so i was doing this to maintain order and maintain organization because i didn't want people seeing something that they told me to complete it was not complete and then if they forgot something they're just trying to find something else to do and i did not care if it was the same chapter we went over several times We could have gone over that chapter six times. Every time I provided a new document with those corrections for that committee member, I would have that document on top. And that document served as documentation for me. So if they were to tell me, I mean, I told you to do this. Did you do this? I'd go back to some sheets from weeks ago on that document of what they wrote. Regarding corrections, and I would tell them, yes, I did that on this day because you wrote this down, and the corrections are here. And here's a copy of that. I highlighted it to show you the difference between that document and this document, so you can have a comparison to see what I did. And they say, oh, oh, yeah, 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 I remember, yeah, that you you did do that. I was not playing. I've been through too many things professionally, and academically, where I didn't have time for people telling me things and they forgot and trying to make it look like I didn't do something. Mm -mm. I went through some things undergrad where I had to do some documentation. After that one class I took in undergrad where somebody or professor pulled this stunt thinking that I wasn't keeping track of what she was doing. So when it was the end of that class, I had what I needed to show the proper administrators what was going on. I wasn't playing after that. I just, I I wasn't playing. I didn't trust what people had going on. I just felt like, you know, people might be plotting on me. And that's just been my mindset ever since. (laughs) And it's funny because... I'm a professor, and I've had students who've gone through scenarios where some professors were playing games with them, and they required all this documentation and proof, so when they get to my class, they're treating me like I'm a liar. They're treating me as if I'm plotting on them, so they're asking me all these questions, asking me to sign stuff, trying to record me trying to do a video of me talking so they can catch me. But I reassured them, hey, I, I'm not going to do that to you. That was that teacher. I already know how that goes. I'm not going to do that, all right? And they'll say, you, you know what, Miss Bryant, you you right. I, I know you're not like that, Miss Bryant. I mean, but I told them, hey, I understand. I understand. It's the right attitude to have you have to have a strategy. But jumping back to my committee members, that's what I did. That was my strategy. Having that document, having that documentation, and doing that process over and over again until that committee member felt that the chapter was complete and then I could move forward. On that document, there was a space where I asked the committee members to give me some feedback that I missed, and they would do that. And they appreciated that document. They really appreciated it. Now, before I forget, I provided that document only to my committee members. I did not give that document to my dissertation chair. I did not give him that document at all. I did not give it to him. He did not know anything about that document because when I gave that document to my other committee members, I gave them a paper copy. I did not email anything to them for them to forward. They received the paper from me And they returned the paper to me. The dissertation chair did not. He never got a copy. And that was on purpose. That was also a part of my strategy. Because I had other things going on at the same time. Now the person who's asking, I mean, why didn't you give your dissertation chair the document? I mean... You were making edits on your dissertation chapters. Why didn't you give him a copy? The reason I didn't give him a copy is because I was a part of that cohort. And remember, the cohort was designed by him for people to help each other out. So any ideas that people had to make their journey smoother... He wanted us to share that with the group. And it was only one-sided. Whatever ideas and strategies that the other people of the cohort had, they didn't share those with me. It was a lot of stuff that was going on that they were doing. They were doing so many things, and some of the things that they were doing was not negative. It was positive for where they were going in their academic journey. And their professional journeys. They were doing some dynamic things that the chair set up for all. But he entrusted these people to deliver messages that I never received. I only found out about it after the fact. And it's so much that I won't be able to fit in this series. So when I came up with this strategy to help me out. Help me out, I was not sharing it with them at all. I'm telling y'all and I'm helping y'all out and you can share it with someone you know, but I wasn't giving them anything. I didn't share it with the chair because I believe all he would have done was see the idea, print out the document. Had I sent it via email, he would have printed it out passed it out, and then would have told me to tell everybody what it meant. And we would have spent a meeting or a class period where I'm the teacher teaching them how to go to committee members and ask for feedback on their dissertation. Now, I was not doing that. So I didn't tell him anything. And it worked out because he already had his way of giving me feedback feedback the way he wanted to provide feedback so I didn't need to ask him those detailed questions like I did everybody else because if you remember in the previous episodes I said that the man was very detailed every syllabus with every class I ever took from him was around 200 something pages so I didn't need to give him a document the documentation I had for him was in the emails so I was cool But for the other committee members, I needed their individual feedback. I needed it. And the reason I did this is, one, when you're working on a body of work and people provide their input, as I mentioned earlier, you want them to address their concerns concerning what you're working on and you want to be able to apply what they've said so you can pinpoint it in the next meeting and then it's proof that you've done it. Somebody might ask what do you do when you pass out the same document to several people they provide their feedback and let's say two committee members are telling you to change the same page the same paragraph but they want you to do things differently that goes contrary to the other and it could create a conflict so in an event where that happened because it did happen i would explain to that committee member i do see the change that you want me to make to page one paragraph two and you want me to say this but it goes against what this other committee member said and here are their notes They said it was a good sentence. They want me to expound, but you're telling me to take something out? The reason that they want me to expound on this is because of A, B, and C. And I'm thinking, based off what they said, I think I should keep it. So what do you think? Now, if they say, I really want to take it out, now you have to come up with some kind of compromise, or you have to let them know, I'm going to go ahead and stick this out and do this because it falls into the body of research, and I think this is important. So you have to become the determining factor on what you want to keep and what you want to take out. It's your choice now. But you are showing both committee members that you see their concern, you're addressing it, you try to do something. You're not dismissing what they're saying, but now you have to do what you think is best. And in most cases, they will go with what you said. And if you have to go back to the drawing board and there's no resolution, sometimes the committee members will ask, what's their email? What's their phone number so I can call them because I need to tell them something. And you let them hash it out. And they'll let you know, okay, go ahead and do this or go ahead and listen to them. But no matter what you do, Because I'm just providing a tip. But you ask God for wisdom and discernment on how to implement the strategy. And He will let you know what to do. He will let you know what to do. I'm just providing a tip on what I did in my situation. As I keep saying, that was my strategy in every meeting showing them what I did, what they said, then going back and showing them again and moving forward. I would consider their recommendation, I would implement their recommendation, and I would do what I needed to do to enhance the body of work. Now, with this strategy that I shared with you, each committee member moved at a different speed. They moved at a different speed. Some committee members wanted me to go back and redo chapters a couple of times. Some wanted me to go back five times but I just went according to their speed. There were some times when one committee member would tell me, you know what, I think chapter one's great. Let's go ahead and move to chapter two. So I would move to chapter two with that committee member, not telling the other committee members what I was working on. We just kept working on chapter one so it could reach their level of satisfaction as I worked on Chapter 2 behind the scenes. So I could have been working on several different chapters simultaneously, which rarely happened because they did move at different rates of speed. But it wasn't anything crazy where somebody had me working on Chapter 1 while all the other committee members were telling me to work on Chapter 5. It was never anything like that. I want to say that the committee members... If there was any kind of gap, let's say some committee members told me to move or I should work on Chapter 2. And let's say another committee member caught up to the Chapter 2 committee two weeks later. So it wasn't that far off. Now with those documents, I carried my backpack. With those documents from every committee member, I had a folder for every committee member along with every round of corrections I had to make. Every paper that they corrected and annotated and drew on, I had that in my backpack. I was carrying those corrections and that documentation in those folders in my backpack like it was my driver's license. I was not playing. As I shared in a previous episode, some of the people in the cohort that the dissertation chair set up, we shared committee members i already told y'all about the dissertation desperado the guy and i told y'all that we shared a committee member which was a woman this is the same woman when he said you know he implements corporal punishment he whoops on kids and she turned red and she didn't want to fool with him for a while And then she's the same one who told me in one meeting, you don't know how to write. You don't know what you're doing. And he doesn't believe that you have what it takes to be a doctoral candidate, let alone graduate, saying all kinds of trash to me. So one day I had a meeting with her. This is after she shared those things with me. So that's why I told you it didn't make any sense because we had dialogue. She was providing feedback. I had so many documents from her that went contrary to that statement that she shared with me that day. So, have a meeting with her, give her my document. She fills it out, of course, provides it back to me. And then, I want to say a week or so later, I had a meeting with the dissertation chair. Like I told you, dissertation chair did not know that I had this document. Nobody knew I had this document that I created with God's help, of course. So this was a Kenitra Bryant exclusive, okay? One day I meet with the chair, and as I'm in the meeting, I start pulling out my notes as if, we're about to go over the dissertation, the chapters I worked on. And the dissertation chair tells me, yeah, yeah, um, that's not why I wanted to meet with you today. I want to meet with you about something else. I have some questions for you. So I said, okay, what's up, what's going on? He says, yeah, um, dissertation desperado. He's working on his chapters. And I'm sitting there thinking, this is my meeting. Why are we talking about this man? Why are we talking about this student? Who cares what he's working on? Everybody's working on their dissertation. Everybody. So I guess at this point, my face is scrunched all the way up. And the chair proceeds. Yeah, dissertation, desperado. He's working on his chapters. And Dr. So-and-so, the committee member me and him share, She was talking to him about a book of questions that you have. In Dissertation Desperado, he really needs that book of questions that you have. And I was like, wow, this man has the chair in his pocket. Why did this make it to me? This should not have made it to me at all. But it did. And the dissertation chair repeats it. He yeah, had the dissertation desperado. He really needs that book of questions that you have because Dr. So-and-so says things aren't organized with his paper and he needs some type of structure. And Dr. So-and-so told him that In every meeting, it looks like they keep going over the same thing and she can't identify what she's even working with him on. And she said that you had a book of questions that you go by and he really needs that book. He really needs that book that you gave to her so he can have it, so he can get on track and stay on track. So Dissertation Desperado called me. Now, this is the chair talking. He said that the Dissertation Desperado called him and told him that I need to have a meeting with you, talking to me, to get the book. So that's why I called you here today to see if you can just give me the book of questions that he's talking about. Can you give me that book? And when he said that, I was thinking, what cookies is this man feeding y'all? Well, y'all are really eating them. Y'all are really eating these cookies and doing what this man says. How does this man, this student, have this type of pull on administrators and professors at this school? Why won't anyone tell this man to go get found? I'm not understanding. This man is out of order. He's crossing boundaries and making demands, trying to obtain things from me the wrong way. What is is going on? That's what I was thinking as the chair is asking me all of this. And then the chair was talking to me and asking me for this book of questions as if I was some troubled youth he was trying to plead with to make better decisions in life. Like I was going down the wrong path, and he was trying to make a breakthrough to me. Like he was telling me, You have a bright future ahead of you, just make the right decision. That's how he was talking to me. And then he asked me, Do you have the book of questions? And I told him, I honestly don't know about a book of questions. I don't have a book of questions. I don't know where a book of questions came from. All I do is print out my dissertation and give it to her to review. I don't know about this book. And once I said that, the chair said, yeah, yeah. I don't know what he was talking about. He, I don't know. I knew what he was saying was crazy because who has a book of questions? That just just makes no sense. (laughs) And I'm sitting there, we're not cool because you should have told him that on the phone. You should have told him that. And then he started to get upset because he's like, every time he speaks to this woman, he just keeps messing up. And that made me laugh. But I was thinking, this man is crazy. He is crazy. There was no book. That was the idea God gave me. It was the strategy God gave me. That was what God put in my brain, and I was able to execute it and do it. I mean, you see how people think they can demand things from you that they need to go to God and pray about? See, whatever that committee member told him, she said something to him And it angered him because he was not moving fast enough and he couldn't think to do something to keep himself on track and to stay organized. So he did not have a strategy. He thought his strategy was talking his way out of things and he just talked his way into traps and setbacks. That was my strategy He wanted my strategy. And then to even think there was a book. See, he thought it was a step-by-step approach that he needs to follow to get what he wanted. And he wanted the book. I want the book. See, he had access or he can go access the book. Everybody has access to the book. You don't need me to get the book. The book is God's word. Go get the book. Open the book up. Read the book. Figure out the strategy. Talk to God about what's in the book so you can know what to do. Everything we need is in the book. God's word, the Bible, it's there. And think about it. That's what people do to you. That's what some people do. You are implementing the strategies that you need to implement. You have a relationship with God. You're following God's word. And they don't think that you have that kind of wisdom. There's no way you have that type of wisdom and that type of discernment and that type of God honoring strategy to do things and complete them. No, you must be looking at some type of secret book to get you to point A to point B. What is that book you're reading so I can read it and implement those steps? The book is the Bible. It's no secret. All the answers to your questions are in that book. But you know what some people do? They avoid the book. They avoid it. And instead of going to the book, they go to people trying to find some secret success formula to do things the wrong way, to get a fast result so they can increase their status the wrong way. So they bypass the book, they dismiss the book, and they get people to ask you these questions to see how are you doing what you're doing. They want some book, and if you were to tell them what book it is, they'll get mad at you. But that's what happened with me when I implemented my strategy. So, Aside from dissertation desperado's little stunt for anybody working on any professional document or any dissertation, master's thesis, whatever you're working on. Or if you're doing some type of research for the family and you want people's input and y'all are trying to perfect whatever you're working on, where y'all can move forward to the next phase of what you're building or whatever you're doing. A great way or a great tip is to provide people with a copy of what you're working on, giving them some type of questions to answer and a space for them to put in some things that they want to share with you. And it's a base for you to work on to continue developing and perfecting what it is that you're aiming towards. So that was my strategy. That's what I did. It was a point of reference for me and a point of reference for them to stay on target, to stay organized, and to focus on the end result. Not getting focused on and getting caught up in thoughts and ideas that did not satisfy or benefit me in the research. That was a way for things to stay or remain organized. So I encourage you to go to God and ask him for strategies as you succeed and work on your goals. Because the aim is to complete it and learn from what you are doing. And then you want to be able to help other people after you succeed. So if they need some help, you can share the strategies that work for you to see if it will help them. When God grants you with wisdom, discernment, and strategy, implement it, even if it's more than one strategy, because although I created a document and the strategy was for me to stay organized, I also had to implement the strategy of shedding up, not sharing things. And the scripture I would like to leave you with today is Proverbs the 24th chapter in the 6th verse, and this is the message translation that I'm sharing with you, okay? It states, strategic planning is the key to warfare. To win, you need a lot of good counsel. That's a good scripture, and this scripture ties also into episode 31. Whatever goal that you're working towards, Strategies must be implemented for success. And if you want to know what strategies that are good for you, go to God because he provides great counsel for your journey. Okay? Ask God on what to do to execute your strategy as God gives you the consistency to carry it out. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. Visit drkinitrobryant.com to download "God Me and the Dissertation," a thirty-eight-day devotional on the site. You can order inspirational apparel, and you have the option to connect with me on Instagram at aim towards the target, and at college underscore success tips. Enjoy your day, peace, and God bless.